Podmoth. Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal. Sorry for the wait, dear listeners. We had a tragic accident in the studio. However, you will be happy to know that it has been caught on tape for tonight's episode. Willis Cooper's The Coffin in Studio B, starring Draven Gadiana. Hey there, fellow true crime aficionados. We are the hosts of Bad Axe Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Aaron. Join us every Thursday for twisted true crime tales, bad deeds, and the supernatural. We've covered family annihilators, cold-blooded baby daddies, cannibals, and even people who blame zombies, ghosts, and voodoo for their bad acts. Bad acts. If you like fresh stories and new perspectives on crime, Bad Axe will be your new jam. Stay safe out there, you big baddies, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, uh, what will you do if I don't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible that I will kill you. You amaze me. May I ask just how you propose to, uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat. Neatly, and, as the books have it, with dispatch. (laughs) You've been reading books, then? We're wasting time. What's the answer? The answer is the same as it's always been. You force me to become a murderer. Cut. Look, uh, I don't want to throw you up on this first reading, but not much is coming through in here. I don't know just how to say it, but it just doesn't gel for some reason. Now let's think about these lines. Hold for a minute. What's the matter, George? Who is it? Me or Ed? Well, I hate to throw you up on the reading, Fritz, but I think it's you. Something wrong. Let's see. The attack on the part, or maybe you're throwing those lines without any sincerity? There's no menace in the part, you see what I mean? Look, look, let me come out. <laughs> Hamming it up again, huh, Fritz? Okay, character. Let it alone. I'm having trouble. Look, he can act. Honest, George. Fellow's got a card. Can the funny stuff, Ed. We've got work to do, and I want you to just pay attention if you don't mind. All right. Uh, look, Fritz. Yeah? How do you feel on this thing? I don't know. It's not... it's not right. I don't know what to do, though. Well, you... you don't sound convincing. You see my point? Yeah. You got any ideas on how you might do it? No. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, what What about a dialect? I could do a little German. I could... Ger- German? No. No, I don't think I want any German on this thing. I hear too much of it. Uh, Austrian? No, that's, that's too close to German. How's your French? Uh, l- let's see you do some French. Oh, it's all right. No, no, no. Look, I don't... 
I don't want to make him too definite, see? He should be kind of a combination. A lot of menace in there, quiet, but I gotta believe the guy. Make him, uh... Let's see, what's that word? I want him... Continental? That's it. Just... Just not too much now. Just a whiff of it, okay? I know. Continental. Uh, let me try it. Yeah, right. Well, try it now. From the top, huh? Let's go. Okay. And, uh... What will you do if I don't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible that I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Okay, hold it. How's it doing now? How's it sound? You asking me or the director? Well, it sounds a lot better than it did before. You'll work into it. Look, uh, Fritz, I think that'll do it. Um... What do you say we put it up on the mic? Let's see how it sounds. Take that whole scene over. But how's it for age, George? Oh, yeah, the age is okay. I want a little bit of age. Not, not too much age. All right, just a little. Just about right. A little older? Right on the nose the way you had it. All right. <sighs> rehearsals, rehearsals. Well, it beats digging ditches for a living, I guess. Oh, does it? So they tell me. I wish it was 9.30. Okay, characters, give me that APRA number five now, will ya? Let's, let's hear it again, from the top. And, uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it is quite possible I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Impossible. Not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat neatly, and as the books have it, with dispatch. Oh, so you've been reading books then? We are wasting time. What's the answer? The answer is the same as it's always been. You refuse then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You force me to become a murderer. Look, Fritz, you sound about as much like a murderer as... I give up! Well, for the love of God, George, what do you want me to do? Growl? No, I don't want you to growl, but I do want you, if you don't find it too inconvenient, act just a little bit like a murderer. You know, murderer, guy that kills people. He wants you to make faces, Fritz. Ah, oh, shut up. Wait, I'm, I'm gonna come out there again. How you doing, kid? I give up. I don't know what the man wants. Now listen, sweetheart... Have you the faintest idea how a guy acts when he's going to kill somebody, do you? No, but I got a hunch I'm going to know about it in a minute. <laughs> well, that'd be swell, because the way you're doing it now, a guy think you were Ed's brother or something. Oh, George. Now listen, get it through your thick skull that we got a show in a few minutes. We're going on the air live, radio, remember? Do you see? You're supposed to be a murderer. I know, but it's going to come a lot easier if you don't give me a... Oh, you can't take it, huh? Ah, fuck. All right, let's try it again. Take it from the line, um... Oh, the answer's the same as it's always been, Ed. Go on, will ya? All right. The answer's the same as it's always been. You refu... Pardon me. You refuse, then. Hey, George! Now what? What do you want? There's an old gen out here wants to see you. Well, what's he want? I don't know. Well, tell him to go away. Wait, who is he? I don't know. 
How can I keep in character? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Oh! Uh, he says he wants to see Ed, not you. Who is he? He won't give me his name. Probably some guy you owe money to. You should talk. Horace, tell him... Listen, we're right in the middle of a rehearsal. Go ahead and talk to him, Ed. We can smoke a cigarette or play tiddlywinks. Good God. But listen, you tell him make it snappy. We got a show to get on. All right, all right. Tell him to come in here, Horace. Go right in, mister. Why, there you are, Mr. Hanley. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I, I don't believe I've ever had... <laughs> don't know me. <laughs> well, I know you, Mr. Hanley. Mr. Ed Henley, yes, sir. He owes that guy dough, all right. I'm afraid I don't know you, sir. Come up to show you my book. I figured you'd like to have a look at it. Folks don't often have the choice, you know. Choice? Choice of what? Now here, let me show you the book. Er, I won't be a minute. I don't like to serve your work, you know, but it's got to be done, I guess. Now, this one here... Coffins? What? Coffins? It's it's a catalog of coffins. Caskets. Huh? Yes, that's right. Yes, sir. The neatest line of caskets in the country. Handle nothing but the best. Now, looky here. A1436, all gray silk, solid silver handles. What is this? Or this model in mahogany. Wait a minute, mister. What's this all about? Why, I just figured Mr. Henley kind of liked to pick himself out a casket. Who are you? I got my tape measure right here in my pocket. Ah, uh, it's a rib, George. Somebody sent him here. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, no. Nobody sent me. I just thought Mr. Henley... Uh, look, Mr. Henley's busy. We're rehearsing a radio show here. We got just a few more minutes before we go on the air. So, if you don't mind... I know, I know. You're rehearsing La Signal. I know all about it. Listen, every Saturday night. I like it. All about ghosts and corpses and things. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, well, uh... That's fine, but we've got work to do now. Well, well, I'll get right out of here, uh, just as soon as Mr. Henley makes up his mind. Now, this A1436 that I was showing you... Listen, mister, I don't want to buy a coffin. I got no use for one. You get me? Solid silver handles. George, this guy's nuts. Now, wait. I got some pictures here in colors if you'd like something a little fancier. Now, just a minute now until I find it. Fritz? Yeah? Go get Horace... And have him get this guy out of here. I think he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mister, did did somebody send you here to see Ed Henley? Now this here, H6782 with the bronze plate on top. How do you like that? Pretty nifty, ain't it? Listen, I told you, I don't want a coffin. I have absolutely... Or, you can have it with solid silver plate, if you like that better. If, uh, if I were you, Ed, I'd get the one with the silver plate. Huh? Oh, yeah! I, I, I like that one with the silver plate. That's the one. The H6782 with a solid silver plate? Yes, sir. Well, thank you kindly, Mr. Hanley. I think you find it very satisfactory. Sure I will. And thank you, sir. I'll be going now. Thank you so very much. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Mr. Hanley. I wonder what's up with that guy. Whose idea was that? In here, Horace. It's all right. He's gone now. What? We don't need you, Horace. Huh? Where'd he go? Well, he just went out that door a minute ago. Didn't you see him? No. He must have went the other way. He went out that door right there. 
That's funny. We, we didn't see him. Listen, Horace, was that your idea? Mine? No. Hey, I know. It was the announcers, wisecracking guys. I don't think it was so funny myself. Not this time of night with nobody in the whole place. How'd you get rid of him, Ed? <laughs> oh, the old guy was showing us coffin after coffin. I suggested Eddie buy number H6783A with solid silver plate. <laughs> <laughs> so he said okay and scrammed. Leave it to me to handle the creepy guys. I've had experience enough producing shows around here. <laughs> Thank you, dear. You birds want me anymore? Ah, uh, no, Horace, thanks. Oh, oh, if you see old Joe Coffin Cellar again, though, tell him we're not in the market. Come on, let's get to work. All right. Yeah, it's about time. Where do we start? Ah, uh, there, page six, line five. The answer is the same and so on, you know. All right. The answer is the same as it's always been. You refuse then, huh? I refuse, yes. Very well. You force me to become a murderer. No, you force me to become a murderer. You force me to become a murderer. <sighs> Go on. I don't know. You know the penalty for murder in this country? <laughs> Put down that knife. You've had your last chance. <laughs> don't kill me. I warned you. Don't. No! I warned you, but you would not listen to me. Help! Help! Cut! Cut! Now what? We've got to plant that knife somehow. Oh, holy smokes, George. I can't say I am now about to stab you with this here repulsive knife, can I? That's the trouble with writers. No imagination. Now let me see. I could say drop the knife again. No... Let me think. Tick, tick, tick. Shut up. Tick. Sorry. I got it. Look, why do sound effects guys have to go on vacations? Is there a knife out there someplace? I don't know. I'll look over here and see. Yeah, here's one. What kind is it? Pocket knife. I think I'll just drop it in my pocket too. I've been wanting a knife like this. Well, let's see it. Uh-uh-uh, I got ten dibs on it. Now look, you hold it up close to the microphone and open it. Make it click. I'll go to the control room and listen. Very well, Orson. It'll probably sound like a door opening. So what? It's more than the door opening gag we got sounds like. Alright, let's hear it now. Open it up. Not so loud. Try it again. Okay. Now, Fritz, you put that effect in just as you start the struggle. Give him the cue, Ed. What? No, no, help, help, that? Yes! No! No! Help! Help! <laughs> no, help! Help me! <laughs> now stab him! Oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> you, uh, better fall down on the floor, Ed. It'll sound better. Why do I always have to do the falls? Just... Just do it! Go on! Okay. Okay. Now, uh... Okay. Now, uh... How are we gonna ring that gong to go to commercial? Oh, I don't see why we can't get some help on this show. Why don't you get Horace? That's an idea. I'll go get him. <sighs> Shoot, I am tired.
I was here at nine in the morning for an audition. Actors, the idle rich. Says you. Hey, who do you suppose sent that old uh, salesman up here? I don't know. A lot of fun jokers around this shop. <laughs> it's a good gag for this show, I guess. Except I don't think it'll be so funny for the old guy when he finds out it was a gag. Yeah, I don't imagine it's a very good racket, running around peddling coffins. Never even knew they peddled coffins that way. Neither did I. Hey, I was reading... The Genius. Yeah. You'll have plenty of time to catch up on your reading after the show's over. I want you to sock that gong. Listen, Horace, all you gotta do is take that little club and clout the gong when George points at you. If George points at you, Horace. Listen, who's producing this show? Sometimes I wonder. Uh, where's the stick to hit it with? You're practically standing on it. Huh? Oh. Alright, now look. I'm gonna go in the control room, and you guys get into the fight. Now you watch me, Horace, and when I point, you sock that gong. Okay. Uh, George, listen, do we have to go through the whole thing again? My throat- No, no, just the struggle part. Now wait till I get in. Hit it good, Horace. <laughs> okay. Okay, struggle. <coughs> Pay attention, dumbass. Hit the gong. Oh, oh! Excuse me, I, I was watching Ed and Fritz. Well, look, watch me from now on. I'll give you the cues, you do them. You got it? Okay. All right, now go ahead and struggle. <coughs> okay. Okay. Now, uh, do it just like that on the air. You got it? Okay. I wish I had a cigarette. No smoking in the studios. Speak when spoken to. I was talking to Fritz. Oh, wow. There's still no smoking in the studios. Oh, brother. Want to go get something to eat after the show, Ed? Not me. I'm going to be dead. I'm dragging, too. I'm going sailing with Jake tomorrow. Oh, you are? Yeah. Now listen, morons. Come on, look at page 10. We don't have time to take it and dress. Okay, hurry up now. Now, uh, it's bottom on page 11. You do the knock, Ed. Horace, you open the door. You got it? On my cue. Okay, keep it that way. On your toes now. My cue, Fritz. Quiet, everybody. Five seconds. Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal.
Ah, good evening, my dear friend. Good evening, doctor. Won't you come in? Thank you. Here, let me take your coat and hat. Certainly. Here you are, doctor. Well, won't you come in and sit down? Thank you. Well? It's all taken care of. Really? Quite. You have the proof? Well... Of course you realize, my dear friend. I cannot be expected to carry out our little arrangement unless I have proof. Yes, I was reasonably sure of that. And so? There's a hat crumbled in the left-hand pocket of my overcoat. A hat? His hat. I think you'll find that it has a bullet hole through the crown, and uh, there are several blood stains. Oh, fine. Uh, you don't mind if I look for myself? Of course not. That's why I brought it, you see. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, apparently. A very neat job. I specialize in neat jobs, Doctor. <laughs> Do you mind telling me how it was done? Not at all. I waited for him in the driveway of his house. He left his car at the gate and walked up to the house. We had planned on that, you remember? Yes, 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 yes. And when he came close enough, I shot him. Oh, so noisy. There was a silencer on the revolver. Ah, thoughtful of you. I'm always thoughtful, Doctor. <laughs> Excellent. I even stepped close enough to him to ensure powder burns. Better and better. And the revolver is there without the silencer to make it look like suicide, so... I congratulate you, my dear friend. Thank you. I am conscientious. Are you conscientious enough to remember what I asked you to bring? Quite. May I have it? I don't think so. What'd you say? I came here tonight merely to thank you, Doctor, for your cooperation. I find myself a richer man. I hope you're joking, my friend. Not at all. You don't want to give up the packet of jewels? I couldn't have put it more neatly myself, Doctor. Mm-hmm, I see. You have not forgotten that I paid you a sum of money to perform this service for me. Five hundred dollars. That is correct. That is why I came here. I'm afraid I don't understand. To return the five hundred dollars. You see, Doctor, I have decided to keep the jewels instead. I see. <laughs> and now, I'll be going if you don't mind. Oh, must you go, really? Yes. Here's your five hundred dollars. My offer is still good. Your offer? Five hundred dollars for eliminating this man and bringing me the jewels from his pocket. I'm sorry, I'm not able to accept your offer, Doctor. I've made other arrangements, you see. May I point out that you left your revolver at your friend's side? May I point out that it is extremely possible that I have another? Possible. Probable. Shall we discuss this further? I'm afraid there's very little to discuss, Doctor. If you don't mind, I would. No. There's nothing to discuss. I'm grateful to you, my dear Doctor, for putting me in the way of earning this very comfortable sum that these jewels will bring. I'm equally grateful to you for your hospitality. But I really must go. Oh, I beg of you. Let me point out that a gentleman of your reputation might have some difficulty in disposing of the jewels. There are ways. Would it not be a great deal safer for you to take the $500 with no further risk than to keep the jewels and run the risk of... hanging? I'll take the risk. Besides, if anything unpleasant does happen to me in the course of disposing of the jewels, I can always remind my captors of the part that you played in this little affair. You see? 
I'm afraid you will have a very difficult time proving that. Perhaps. But as I said, I'll run the risk. Now good night, Doc. Don't hurry, I beg of you. I should dislike to have any unpleasant happening. You forget that I have a revolver, Doctor. That is a lie. I wouldn't take a chance if I were you. I'm not taking a chance. I know you have no revolver. Really? Really. Interesting. How? A very simple process of deduction. There is none in your overcoat. I could tell by the weight of it. But there is. Ah, thank you. I was rather certain that it was there. And so I took the liberty of locking your overcoat in the closet when I got up to inspect our friend's hat. Checkmate, my dear friend. Stalemate, I'd say. I still have the jewels. And I warn you for the last time to give them to me. I'm sorry. It'll be a great deal better for you if you would. What will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear friend. For example? It is quite possible I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Impossible. It is not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to, uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat neatly, and as the books have it, with dispatch. <laughs> You've been reading books, then? Come, we are wasting time. What is the answer? The answer is the same as it's always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You force me to become a murderer. You know the penalty for murder in this country, Doctor? <laughs> Put down that knife. You have had your last chance. D don't kill me. I warned you. Don't. No. No. I, I warned you. You would not listen to me. Help. Help. <coughs> Ed. Ed. <coughs> you. Ed. You stabbed me, Fritz. Oh my God, Horace, Horace, look, the knife, the knife slipped. I didn't mean, I cut him. I, I didn't mean to cut him. <laughs> oh my, I cut him. I blood. You actually killed him, Fritz. I oh oh no no I I didn't I didn't. Gentlemen, I got here just in time, didn't I? Yes, sir. Model H6782 with the silver plate for Mr. Henley. Yes, sir. Just bring it right in, boys. Mr. Henley's all ready for it. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you, and good night.